Hey, I just want to apologize real quick for the audio in this recording. This was a transatlantic connection and we had some periods where I couldn't quite hear what he was saying and uh, vice versa. So we did our best. I think that this is a great investment. I'm actually interested in getting into it myself, but um, the audio is not awesome. I hope the show is still good. Thank you for being here and please excuse any of the interruptions that we have in this show. Welcome back everybody to another episode of Alt Reports Radio where I go deep on private investments run by experienced GPs, founders and CEOs and we dig into alternative and private investments. And today I'm very happy to be on here with Benjamin Shard and uh, we're talking about Treasure Hunter Media. And this is something I'm really excited to talk about because so far we've had sort of a lot of real estate and a lot of uh, debt funds. And by the time this comes out, you probably uh, will also have heard me uh, talk about income share agreements and sh like all kinds of things like that. But this is something um, new uh, to this show. And that's very sort of, I don't want to be trite, but like near and dear to me. Uh, my first good business that I sold was uh, an online business. And a lot of my friends are in online business. And um, the scalability and um, and just the remote, uh, uh, low cost, uh, high margin nature of the business is very, very appealing. And uh, so I'm psyched to have you on here, Benjamin, to talk about what you're investing in over there and, and how it all works. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me, Brian. Thanks a lot. So tell me a little bit about how you came to, I, I want to get into the thesis and, and how your fund works, but tell me a little bit about um, how you got to this place uh, where you are now and what you're doing. Yeah, sure. So maybe I'll start with, um, with, with Evergrowing. Evergrowing is a, like a, another company bootstrapped um, and founded like 10 years ago by Michael and Nora, um, who are also co-founders at Treasure Hunter. And I joined then in 2017 okay. and as a CEO at 2019. And um, with Evergrowing, I personally tap into, into like um, leadership of a commerce content or like a content um, business. So Evergrowing is a pub tech company. Um, we uh, create commerce content, um, so product reviews, product comparisons. So think about like the, um, the Wirecard in the New York Times, right? Um, we create this content and we publish this on renowned media like RTL in Germany or VentureBeat in the US. Um, and by doing so, we not only like developed a lot of IP and tech, thinking about our, our DSP, our data science platform to automate processes, our operative playbooks, our SOPs, our own um, ad uh, marketing platform, um, which uh, acts like a set service platform with key accounting on top. But we also um, get to know like how these large media corporations work, what, they're, what are their strengths, what are their weaknesses, um, where we can uh, loop in a lot of um, expertise and assistance. And um, this was at a time um, back in 2020, 2021, um, when all the roll, um, like roll-up cases and aggregators popped out, especially in the e-commerce space, right? Thinking about Frazier, SellerX, and so on. 
And well, um, this was the time where Treasure Hunter was born because we, we sat um, together with our um, two other co-founders, Daniel and Olaf, we said, well, our circle of competence is really everything related to digital content. And uh, so generating traffic and monetizing traffic in the end of the days, these are our cool, uh, core skill sets. Um, and uh, by aggregating these um, these assets, thinking maybe putting a little bit of numbers here array to it. So we are, we are targeting around uh, like 300K to, to 1 million in asset value. And by acquiring these single assets um, and grouping them to portfolio, um, we not do, do not only see this great growth based on synergies uh, and, and, and also grow, um, I would say, more stability. Um, but on the other side, uh, we can really take advantage of this uh, multiple arbitrage because typically these these content sites are traded at an EBIT multiple somewhere in this 2.5 to 3.5 uh, range. And um, obviously, um, a, a grown um, media and, and, and uh, like techy media corporate. Just in case. I'm afraid. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sorry for getting through. <laughs> With the speed that we're going. So I want to I want to roll back just a, just a little bit um, and make sure that I understand what you're saying. So the first company you're talking about where you met your co-founders is called you're ever growing ever growing right? ever growing exactly yeah ever growing yeah ever growing and so are you selling content to those platforms or are they are you a consultant to the platforms that you uh, yeah, mentioned you're what, up. help me understand yeah. uh, I just, so we run, um, okay. we name it a, a subfolder um, leasing model. So what we do is, um, for example, on RTL, we own a dedicated subfolder that is yeah. um, that is um, like filled in with commerce content. We create the commerce content, publish it there, optimize it tech-wise, SEO-wise, um, and, and conversion-wise. And then we have just a okay. model on top of that. Um, that we are then uh, so we we share the affiliate commissions and and, and CPC uh, commissions with the with the publishers. So that's the business model to put it in a nutshell. Okay, and so for Treasure Hunter Media, you are did I hear you say you're targeting uh, acquiring sites that are in the three hundred thousand to one million USD uh, one million dollar range? Is that uh, what you're talking about? That's correct. So okay. we are targeting um, these content sites. So think about like blogs, like pattern-driven blogs, typically having a, a grown audience already behind it. Um, and yeah, we, we merge them uh, in specific verticals like sports, food, gaming, travel, mm -hmm. um, and, and, and grow them based on the playbooks, based on the tech we have developed. So is a, uh, when you're targeting these Sites. Help me understand a little bit about um, when we're talking about two and a half or three x multiples. You're talking about on uh, on earnings on EBITDA or on seller discretionary earnings. Is that the multiple that you're looking for on those? On the on the EBIT. So we're talking about like yeah, it's it's about a two two point five to three point five um, EBIT multiple. But the interesting part here really is um, the high margin, um, the high EBIT margin. So, um, well, if you if you take a look at the the, the on market like Empire Flippers or Flipper.com where these assets are traded, um, you yeah. typically see a, uh, like an EBIT margin of ninety ninety five percent. 
typically there is not like the work and effort by the founder like um, considered right but even if you consider that you're still in the 60 to 80 percent EBIT margin range which is uh which is stunning wow yeah that's really that is stunning so when you are you finding these off market are you buying these on marketplaces or how are you finding this kind of uh, these businesses both um so we um to, to be honest when we started um uh, we were purely focusing on off market so what we did is um we created our own um data mining process so um the origin were like classic seo tools out there like ahs or samrush were able to detect um, the whole indexable web, right? And um, they're simply crawling uh, the internet, more or less. And then you get um, hundreds of millions of domains. And then you have a, a filter process on this. So we check like, what's the organic traffic? What's the traffic stability last two years? Um, or have there been any dips? Um, at, a, at a later, uh, are there any audiences, social media entities connected to this? Because typically you'll find also like a Facebook fan page, a Twitter account and so on um, to get an idea of, of the overall audience size that you would acquire. Um, obviously, a, a topical match, like in what verticals these, these assets are playing. And at a later stage, final also manual review processes, um, I'm thinking about um, to, to check the site if it is correlated to any kind of print magazine or journal, which would be a red flag for us as we are only doing digital stuff, or um, if the blog is already connected um, to some kind of e-commerce shop, um, which also would be a red flag as we want to, to work independently. Um, and in the end, we have, um, what would you what would you do, guess, um, how long is our long list um, after that, uh, only targeting the US and German-speaking countries? Only targeting U.S. and German-speaking countries that have. What are you looking for a threshold? Like, what's the minimum kind of traffic that you're looking for on it's, there? It's, it's in the. It's in, it's in. Yeah, yeah. It's in the. It's in, in the in the six and seven figures monthly traffic range. And only also another limitation only in oh, wow. verticals. So not finance, but more like sports, foods, um, and uh, yeah, gaming, travel, and these kind of verticals. Oh, really? And not finance. That's interesting. Um, and I want to come back to that. But I'm just going to take a stab and say there's 100,000 of them. Yeah, um, pretty close. Part. So 45K. 45K. Oh, 45,000. <laughs> okay. so, so this is still the longest. And yeah, it's, 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 uh, I think uh, quite a lot, especially given to the, to the, to the many filters we are applying. So, um, and uh, besides of yeah. that, um, to, to answer your question, we also obviously have like a, a on-market monitoring on a daily level. So we check like new deals coming up on, on Flipper, on Empire Flippers, on FE International and so on. And with some of those, we also have like um, yeah. very close collaboration um, and uh, kind of a, a, a connection to, to see deals uh, as soon as possible. Um, but um, it's uh, always a mixture of both um, to be uh, on top of this uh, of this game and to ensure not not losing suitable uh, deals. So tell me a little bit more about the the buy box for you then, and why it excludes finance. I'm I'm actually particularly interested in that because as I've looked at, you know, after I sold my business, one of the things that I have looked at is content businesses. 
And it does seem like there's a lot of revenue opportunities in the finance space. Like a lot of the bigger YouTubers that are earning, that have the highest earnings are in the finance space and the affiliate programs and all that kind of thing um, tends to be, you know, it's very high, uh, you know, it's an expensive market to be in, it's an expensive market to buy clicks or to buy ads in. And so tell me about why you're avoiding that or any other uh, market. Mm -hmm. So you're totally right. So there is uh, there are like outstanding commission rates, right? And and very good um, monetization yeah. opportunities. Um, what we like to do at Treasure Hunter, we if we, if we um, compare different verticals, uh, we narrow it down to like an average EPV. So what's the average earnings per visitor we can get out of this? Um, if we analyze, uh, have an analysis about ten or fifty different assets for this vertical, and finance is um, at the at the top level there. But the downside is, and or well, I wouldn't say in, in general downside, but specifically for our point of view and our the business we want to build, um, um, what is not working that well is that. Um, a, um, typically those assets have a lack of community, um, not so much in like, for example, there's the crypto community, I admit does that that's like, an, uh, there is definitely a lot of passion involved there as well. Um, but um, I would say 50 to 70% of all um, finance blogs are more or less typically like, like I would say, um, review sites, um, credit card reviews or insurance reviews um, that are not written uh, with a lot of heart into it and they would not trigger like readers to subscribe to a newsletter to, to follow this blog on, 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 on Facebook. Um, mm -hmm. There are some like passion assets in this uh, scope as well, um, definitely, but um, they're not, the, I would say, the, the, the mass there are not too many of them out there. Um, that's, that's one reason. Another reason, thinking about um, SEO. Um, so typically these, um, these assets come along with a lot of SEO volatility due to the immense um, competition. And also due to the fact that um, Google is, is uh, for example, is naming it a YMYL, so your money, your life topics. Um, which are like specifically yes. targeted for some of those Google updates, which is also causing a little bit or adding to this um, overall SEO volatility. So um, it's definitely, in other words, that makes notion, um, SEO wise. Um, so you, you have the yeah. situation that you have a SEO and content wise, a red ocean, and on the other side, limited possibilities for growing like audiences and, and communities which is adding up to a non-ideal situation for us, the treasure hunter. But obviously uh, there are a lot of out, out there uh, who are generating a lot of money and are doing well for, for many, many years. Hmm. So what are you looking for? For um, You talked about revenue per view or per user. Which one? Uh, tell me a little bit more about that. Like, what are you, what are you looking for? What, what feels good to you or what fits in your box? Yeah, typically um, those assets have a minimum revenue of uh, of eight to ten grand a month, um, and are in these uh, in this EBIT range of sixty to ninety percent um, EBIT margin, um, and they are not, I would say, over monetized. Thinking about um, if you, if you take a look at an asset, we semi automatically detect like what URLs or what articles are 
I would say transactional. So our reviews or, or the targeting keywords like best or um, comparison or guide or, or something like that. And what are informational yeah. articles? And there should be like a, um, a ratio that is healthy in the end of the day. And also, um, and then previously mentioned EPV. Um, the EPV is very specific based on the market and based on the vertical. So typically way higher in the US than in, in, in Germany. Um, and um, for, I could name one example if you're interested. So for um, the German travel yeah. market or, or vertical, there is, uh, we have an, an average EPV of around five um, uh, euro cent. Um, and in the US, it's more like um, seven US dollars cent. Wow. Okay. Interesting. So some of the other ones you named are um, like beauty and gaming. I totally get how the, like I see, I have a daughter and I have a son who's a gamer. And like, so I definitely see how that, that it does really become community. People get interested in something somebody's saying and sort of just follow, follow along um, with that. How are you, and you also brought up newsletters. Tell me a little bit about how you're monetizing these. It's not just AdSense on it then. I mean, we're, it sounds like you're doing something, uh, you're going beyond that, yeah? Yeah, exactly. So typically um, these, um, and, and, and this is by the way, one of the, one of the risks um, those assets have when we acquire them is that they focus in, I would say 80% of all cases on only one or two monetization channels. So it's uh, display ads oh, wow. and um, we, are, we are ad networks, typically like um, MediaWine or AdThrive in the US, um, or um, affiliate commission, uh, your Amazon, eBay, whatever. Um, and um, what we then, as a, uh, you know, oftentimes it's a low hanging fruit, um, what we look in is our sales department. So, and our, our contacts to advertise, uh, or, or contacts to, to advertiser, um, where we are then selling, for example, gas posts, we are, we are selling branding campaigns. And, um, one of our key drivers is also like our CPC deals based on Riverstar. So this is our, our ad, um, platform that we have developed and we are owning, um, where we are pre curating, um, specific, unique deals. Um, which um, not only provide a significant uplift um, compared to if you would link out to Amazon, for example, but also um, is, is helping us to diversify. All right. So give me just uh, broad strokes. I don't I want you to you know reveal anything proprietary or, or whatever, but give me some just some broad strokes and help me understand you know, if you buy something at um, at whatever at three x EBITDA uh, for a million dollars, what's the what's the goal for this asset? Do you are you looking to uh, grow it and flip it? Are you looking just to strict like straight operationalize it, just hold it and try not to do anything with it? Or help me understand a little bit about you know what you do after you get it. It's a one hundred percent buy and and, and grow uh, case, I would say. So we don't flip them. Um, we we buy them, grow them, operate them using the synergies. Um, and um, obviously, as every company in in many many years, uh, we we are aiming for an exit to sell them all together as a grown portfolio. 
um, together with the with the with the DSP and the tech that is um, like connecting them technically and the 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 I would say overhead sales department uh, which is then uh, taking care of the the global monetization of the portfolio. Um, but that's our strategy. So definitely not flipping. Um, we 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 are we are aiming to keep them until the um, until the, until the, the I would say end of our journey at Treasure Hunter. So for for the next uh, like five years plus. So a potential exit is you put these all together or in groups and sell them to bigger publishers and yeah. bigger media companies sometime down the road. Is that the idea? Exactly. So um, eventually, possible possible um, exit channels are uh, exactly as you say, media companies, media corporations. Uh, we see this especially in Germany um, and also um, in parts in the US more and more that. Um, to name one example, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Axel Springer. Um, this is a large media corporation um, in, in, in for German-speaking countries, and they are now um, also trying to get into kind of these passion verticals by kind of I would say editorial digital spin-offs, uh, kind of blogs, um, and um, so they uh, they are, and uh, we even had. Um, a um, an, an offer um, for for ever growing um, not not too much uh, time ago um, so they are definitely interested in these kind of uh, grown portfolios um, besides that obviously e-commerce right so um, any larger e-commerce player um, because in the end of the day um, what is our product our product is uh, an audience and is in the end high converting traffic right. Um, which is valuable for any e-commerce player out there. Uh, last but not least, um, like private equity, right? So um, those are the main the main possible channels. All right. So tell me a little bit. Then I think we've covered um, the thesis there, and I think we even talked about the edge that you guys have with the background with ever growing and um, and all that. I, I want to talk a little bit about. Um, well, first off. Where are you at uh, with the journey in the fund? Have you how many acquisitions have you made, and and how much have you raised, or what can you tell us about that? We um, so when we started last year, um, right after our um, after foundation, um, we had a um, like a seed round, uh, just four hundred k that the the four founders chipped in. Um, with that, we acquired our first very first asset. It's a German travel blog. Um, that we have grown up until today um, by almost 100% revenue and EBIT-wise, um, which I think is a great, uh, great um, success. And um, besides that, uh, we obviously invested into tech and further developing our DSP and, uh, um, well, and, and, and forward hiring, I would name it, um, so staff-wise. And um, then we had our, our pre-series uh, venture or business angel round, um, closed in August this year, um, collected uh, another 1.85 million in, in equity, and um, well, it uh, we are very close and fully deploying it. Um, so we we acquired in total five assets and two others. Um, is uh, the other one um, hopefully tomorrow, <laughs> and the other one before Christmas. Uh, this is our goal. Um, and um, besides that, um, in November. 
um, we um, hit our milestone uh, that we that we reduced our burn rate to zero. So um, given the current market environment, I think it's it's a good advice for for every uh, for every startup um, to to take a look at the cost to reduce overhead um, and to, to run the company efficiently. Um, so that's uh, that was uh, one of the main major tasks on Michael's and my desk um, to really get um, independent on a corporate level of future fundings to being able to to run the business um, and to, to control the speed at the end of the day. Um, and um, yeah, besides that, um, we are definitely looking for for for, um, for like um, for fundraisers uh, in twenty twenty three. Um, as being an aggregator and um, having this, this roll, um, roll up case, uh, we are always in need of, of cash, right? Uh, if you want to grow, if you want to grow um, quickly um, and um, be it, we are a fun type of structure like what we are currently doing with Flipper um, or um, be it also thinking about um, a kind of a, a venture round uh, with institutional investor and, and uh, collect or like ramping up ABC and then um, leveraging this with venture debt. Um, so these are the avenues we are, we are looking for uh, for 2023. Okay. So tell me a little bit about, um, I want to understand what risks you see in this or, uh, mm -hmm. you know, what you're, what you're keeping an eye on and, and how you aim to mitigate those risks. I think well, one risk that we have already addressed, right? This is the monetization of these assets, um, operational-wise. Um, so this uh, we can make it mitigate. We are our own sales team. We are the contacts and the network at, at network uh, we have. Um, I think that's that's really crucial here um, uh, because um, if you would uh, imagine a situation where you're just um, um, like. 90% of the revenue would be the Amazon affiliate program and uh, you would be banned from Amazon for whatever reason. Um, that would be quite a mess, right? So um, I think um, that's, uh, that's that's a risk uh, we are aware of and um, I think we, we almost completely uh, were able to mitigate. Um, the other one is uh, traffic diversification. Um, so obviously traffic is um, the living source of these assets, uh, no matter um, um, no matter how, how well we are monetizing them, the more traffic, the more reach, um, the better we can monetize and the better we can grow. And um, oftentimes, um, if we acquire assets, 90 to 95% um, of their traffic is based on pure organic reach, so um, SEO. Um, and um, with our inbound and community building measures, um, we step-by-step step reduce um, the, the dependency um, of organic uh, rankings and, and therefore traffic significantly. And um, building a loyal community um, is not only crucial to mitigate this risk, but on the other side, it helps also sales-wise, right? Because um, um, having a loyal community is converting significantly better. Um, so you can also like increase the fees for, for gas posts or any kind of um, commission rates you're having. So that's um, like um, the, the second side benefit of um, traffic diversification and um, putting more effort into inbound traffic streams. Um, I would say another risk, um, well, another risk would be if we would run out of possible assets to buy, um, right? Because um, 
because we can't aggregate um, assets if there are not, not, not enough out there. Um, but given the, the 45K long list um, we have in place and given the fact that um, every week there is a two digit of new assets available even in, in our um, tailored niches and verticals um, on, the, on the larger um, marketplaces. Um, I think um, that's that's also a, a, a risk, which is more of a, a theoretical nature. Yeah, I had the business I sold. The traffic was largely organic, and so I'm glad you addressed that because it, over 12 years, there's lots of Google updates that happened. You know, while I while I held that, and um, it was you know find, trying to figure out constantly what Google wanted from you, you know, in the early days, they wanted constant production. And so, you know, we're putting out lots and lots of uh, smaller posts. And then later on, they didn't want that at all. And so we, you know, really had to like reduce and consolidate and delete. Exactly. Uh, so the so-called skyscraper, so. skyscraper content. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, um, yeah. and, but these, yeah. all these ups and downs and all these Google updates are even more relevant in these high competitive niches like the finance niche. So that's exactly to circle back to that. Um, I think um, for a uh, for a blog around I don't know playing tennis um, or, or soccer, um, you're a little bit more safe on the safer side for all of these uh, Google's ups and downs and hiccups than you would be with a with a, with a website around I don't know, cryptocurrencies, for example. Yeah. So what is the fund type that you're raising right now? What is, and is it for accredited investors only, or tell me a little bit about uh, the nature of the fund? This, um, the, the fund we are currently um, like um, having on the, on the table is in collaboration with Flipper, uh, Flipper.com. Um, so Flipper is one of the three, four largest digital marketplaces who have recently launched their invest program. So offering investors uh, like to participate on, on, on different kinds of digital businesses. Um, and we are the first one in the, in the content space. Um, and um, yeah, we are, we, are, we are targeting 2 million US dollar um, with, a, with a minimum investment of uh, 10 grand. And um, it's based on a on a 506B structure. So it's um, focusing on uh, accredited investors. Um, you have the option with uh, 35 non-accredited investors as well. Um, <clears throat> but um, the, the overall, I would say, structure and SPV building and organization is, uh, is done by, by our partner, by Flipper in this case. Okay. So uh, you said 506D, right? I'm having a... a... I think one of our internets is not awesome, <laughs> or, or maybe both. So sometimes I'm missing what you said, but I think you said 506D um, and a $10,000 minimum. Exactly. I'm correct. I'm sorry. I, I didn't get your your um, last sentence. I think I'm going to go ahead and switch us to low data mode. Can you hear me? And we should be able to still hear me. It'll still be recording, but I won't. Uh, we just won't have each other's video and I'll, we'll just, I'll cut this out in the middle. You still hear me. Okay. Uh, no, I can hear you again. Great. Okay. Yeah. So I just switched us to low data mode. I'll cut this section out. Um, and, uh, so it's still recording video on your side at the end, we'll have to give it a minute to upload. Um, but it'll do less 
video transfer right now just to to improve hopefully our the quality of the conversation because I'm I'm starting to okay. have a um, like a lag over here. So okay, um, you but you can hear me okay now. Oh, I can hear you perfectly fine. fine. Yeah. Uh, so five hundred six. Uh, 506D, $10,000 minimum. Um, and then let's, I'm going to pick up from, I'm going to actually, I'm going to clap over here, which you want to see me do, but it's going to help me find the place to cut. Okay. Um, so tell me about the returns that you're targeting. Like, what is the, is this an income fund? Are you doing distributions on a regular basis or, or how does that work for the investor? Yeah, great question. So it's actually both. Um, what we do is um, we pay dividends um, on a quarterly level, um, 15% uh, per year. Um, and besides that, uh, we have the um, liquidation preference 1x and um, the, uh, the exit participation, which all adds up to a um, money on money, a multiple of um, in the range between three and 3.5, depending also on the, on the, on the, well, on the exit valuation, right? So you're targeting a, a three or 3.5 X return on investment, is that right? Right. Wow. Um, over what period, what is the hold period that you're uh, targeting with this? Five years, five years. Okay. Um, so tell me about what I haven't asked uh, so far. Are there things that I haven't uh, dug into that you think would be important for somebody who's considering an investment like this to, to ask or to know? Good question. I think um, what is what is relevant um, in, in this um for, for, for the asset type um, of, of content sites, um, it's um, really the, the, the avid margin that we, we already discussed and which is also um, setting us apart from a lot of other aggregators out there. So if you take a look at the, um, the FBA aggregators and um, oftentimes if, uh, if uh, well, investors are just taking a short look, right, and not, um, uh, they, 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 they combine us or throw us in one bucket with FBA aggregators or FBA sellers. Um, but they typically have like an average margin somewhere in the 10 to 25 range, um, percent range. Um, so that's the, I think the big difference there. Um, besides that, um, I guess, um, with content sites, um, we definitely are on a, on an asset class that is very, or offers a lot of stability on the long run, because um, typically um, if you, if you take a look at the, at the background or, of the, or, or, or um, take the seat of the sellers who are, who are selling the sites to us, um, those are content creators. So they see themselves oftentimes as artists, right? So um, they, they have a certain passion, um, for example, in um, I, I don't know, going out and, uh, and going fishing, or, 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 or traveling a certain country. And um, sooner or later, they, they started to write about this, share this with their family and friends. This is growing down organically. Um, they sooner or later think, oh, well, um, I have now an audience. And they know that this is like, there's some kind of affiliate marketing going on. So I will implement some, some tracking codes and uh, the monetization was born. 
Um, so this is, um, I would say, the life cycle. And sooner or later, um, they many, not all, but many of these founders hit a level where things are started to starting to get get overwhelming from an operational dimension because um, even um, even though most of them um, are, are able to learn very quickly and, and SEO and, and sales topics and monetization topics, um, they see themselves doing um, a lot of things that are not um, related to their inner passion. And this is creating content and uh, engaging with their audience and exchanging knowledge. Um, this is what their, what their passion is and not like checking monitoring tools, um, exchanging some kind of tracking links or, or entering sales discussions, um, possible um, advertisers or clients. Um, so this is typically a level um, where they start to consider like selling their asset and um, oftentimes some, some kind of, um, I don't know, private um, urgency or, or some wish them pops up um, that, um, that requires some kind of cash. Um, and um, this is then the, the trigger um, to, to, to put the asset on a on market, marketplace or to, to reply to, to outreaches like from, from our M&A team. And um, so given this status quo, when we enter the discussion and we are taking over control, buying the asset and, and growing this, um, to understand all the low-hanging fruits and the, and the potentials behind those, um, I think it's very important to, to know like where these assets are coming from. So they're oftentimes not in, 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 in I would say, um, professional hands thinking about tech structure, infrastructure, um, monetization and sales dimensions. They are though very well operated from a content dimension and from time to time from an SEO point of view. And um, when, when, um, when investors, are then um, digging into our figures, forecasts, and, and low-hanging fruits. Um, they're oftentimes wondering, like, um, how are these um, growth projections even possible? And um, we, we oftentimes see ourselves confronted with um, with some kind of um, yeah, we, like like rumors about like we will spam and those figures around our first um, asset can't be possible. But I think once you understand like what's the shift of, of management um, um, when acquiring these assets from private hands and, and uh, like forwarding this and, and onboarding this to our corporate structure, I think it, it becomes much more understandable, right? Um, so I think that's, that's, that's important to know. And um, this, that's the background for those immensive um, low hanging fruits that we can, we can grab um, during the first month or let's say the first year after acquisition. Well, that's awesome. It's uh, pretty exciting. I'm glad that you were able to come on here and, and talk about this. And I don't know, I haven't seen anyone else doing this exact thing. I'm sure somebody's out there uh, doing something similar, but I haven't seen it yet. And um, and like I said earlier, I, I I understand those margins and have seen it, you know, in lots of lots of different friends' uh, businesses, and so that's it's pretty exciting. Um, and the returns you're targeting are uh, as well. Tell me a little bit about how folks should find you if they want to learn more about this, if they want to chat with you, um, or how does what what are the first steps if somebody thought that this sounds good and they want to take the next step to learn a little bit more about investing? 
Sure, I think the, um, the best way is just to, to, to reach out via email. So my email is on benjamin.chart at treasurehunter.media or like um, checking out our website, treasurehunter.media um, or I'm pretty active on LinkedIn as well. So yeah, happy to connect, um, be it um, um, with like asset owners who are considering selling or potential investors or just other like marketing experts and, and digital thin um, uh, persons who want to, to exchange. Always happy, happy to, to have on a call and have a chat. Okay, well, that's awesome. Benjamin, I appreciate you coming on here. Um, I'm going to take a real hard look at this. Um, it sounds very interesting to me. Um, this will come out. We've got quite a few uh, queued up uh, between now, but you're probably listening to this in mid-February. I assume your fund will still be open uh, by then, and uh, you're accepting <laughs> investment at that at that time. I, yes. Um, so that's awesome. Uh, thanks for coming on here, and I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for this opportunity. It was a pleasure. And yeah, keep it going. Um, as, I, as I said, um, I uh, by accident uh, stumbled upon your podcast and now I'm a big fan. So uh, congrats to your great work and uh, have a great rest of the day.